Hi, this is Jim. And this is Max. Check out our podcast, The Step Over, Liberty Ballers Podcast Network, for all of your Sixers' needs. Player analysis, game breakdowns, who would look coolest in a headband, and more. Subscribe to Liberty Ballers Podcast feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and check out The Step Over, a podcast about Sixers basketball. Mostly. Today, for checking out the competition, I am joined by Sarah Sivian with Bruins Daily. Sarah, how are you? Hi, I'm doing great. I'm pretty excited for this game. How about you? I am lovely. Less excited for this game than you are. Uh, Thank you so much for joining me. Um, I'm just going to jump right into it. So we're going into this game tonight with no Bacchus, no Bergeron, no McAvoy. What should we expect? I mean... That seems really bleak, especially when Bruce Cassidy is going through just the daily housekeeping, like this person's out, this person's out, and it's like the core of our team. But um, it's actually, they've been, since Bergeron was out, I think they're like 3-0 now. Um, It just seems like back in November, this team went through a lot of injuries. So it's like Cassidy would play with the lines, and I think he's really good at making those types of decisions. So um, they just keep finding ways to win. That's what started, they started their what was it 18 game with point streak when I think Marchand was out and they just kept going through so I think if they take it day by day which they have been doing which is so cliche but it's just sometimes cliches are true I think you can expect a tough hard-fought game um especially with the trade deadline um I mean Holden Wingles all these depth players are stepping up and doing better than many people including myself expected yeah, definitely. And that's something that I, I absolutely wanted to get into. Um, let's talk Let's talk about the trade deadline. So the Bruins were pretty active. Yeah. Do you think that it made the team better? Yeah, I mean, at first I was hesitant because I thought Ryan Spooner was finally getting into his groove. But then I remembered it's just how well Kriji plays with somebody with bigger size. And wow, I mean, Rick Nash has blown me away. I wasn't too excited about it at first, but I... I usually hold off until later to make those types of takes, but I think it's been really good for them. And I think um, the players are great for, I mean, Brian Gianta, it's like, at first I was really kind of negative about that because I mean, he's old. (laughs) No offense, but That was that was actually that was my next talking point. So I'm glad that we're getting into that in my notes that I sent over to everyone else. The notes that I sent over to Sarah before we started was Brian Gianta, huh? Yeah, That's what I said, too, after watching him. I mean, it's Cassidy again. He doesn't overplay him at all. And he knows exactly when maybe some of the other players need a breather or something. And he lets him go in. And then, I mean, obviously, he knows how to play in this league. And I think it was great because it's not like they gave up much. It was just $700,000 and it wasn't a, for a player or anything. So yeah, why not? Huh? <laughs> Brian <Gianna. laughs> so for a lot of this season, it's, it's felt like the Bruins have just kind of come out of nowhere that no one was really expecting this type of performance from them. How are they making it work? How is it all clicking? I think it's an awesome combination of veteran presence in the locker room and rookies who are hungry to get a spot and like a starting spot and a coach that has so much respect for the rookies too. And 
knows how to get to them. I mean, he will put somebody in the press box for a game and then they come back and they score like two or three points. It's just, it's been consistently happening. He knows how to talk to them in a way that isn't speaking down to them, but is like encouraging and motivating for them. And he did it with Pasternak too when he was in a slump. And then he came back just like on the next shift, ready to go. Um, I think it's a great locker room chemistry. And I know that's cliche too, but it just seems like it. And Chara, um, every time the media says rookies, he goes, no, they're first year players and stuff like that. You can just tell that they all have respect for each other. And it's just a lot of healthy competition. And um, I think the struggles that they went through in the beginning of the season with all the injuries has primed them and give them an experience that now when it gets later and then there's more injuries and in the playoffs, when crazy things happen, um, they're ready for it because they've had so much thrown at them in the beginning. Um, also, Charlie McAvoy is just amazing. <laughs> so I yeah. think that helps us a lot too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I actually, I had him coming up as the, the runner up for the Calder. Is he expected yeah. to be out long-term? Yeah. It's at least four weeks and it's probably more than that, which is really, really just bleak because he, it's like, for me, I explain McAvoy as your childhood dog is Chara and you buy a puppy to keep it alive a few years longer. Um, I think. Relatable. Yeah, right. He <laughs> just gives Chara an extra. He logs so many minutes. He always leads the team in minutes and he's so fast in the transition game. He gives Chara like the energy needed to stay on the penalty kill for two minutes and then fight somebody half his age. Um, I think that works out so great. And it really, you can tell when he's not on the ice because I mean, he's not always scoring these points when he does, it's like an overtime game winner, but um, he's always moving the puck and he's one of the best defensemen. It just, he blends in and you don't even know he's there because, and that's means he's doing his job well. So I think, it's a huge loss, especially how inconsistent Brandon Carlo has been this season, who is um, replacing him. But mm -hmm. anybody who slides up and plays with Chara isn't going to have that hard of a time. I just, it's going to be a huge loss without McAvoy. Yeah. What do you expect to see tonight between these two teams? I mean, the Flyers have had a weird way of winning <laughs> games that are like, yeah. you don't really expect them to win. Um, I think it'll be interesting, especially because these are two of the hottest teams right now. Um, I mean, other than last game with the Penguins. Sorry yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, that was rough. <laughs> but I think that type of thing, especially in a rivalry game, will make them very hungry to get back at it and get a win, especially because it's back-to-back -back games. And, I mean, that's fresh in their mind, and they don't want to – keep going on like a bad note. So I think it should be a physical, exciting game. What do you think? Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I'm, that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. Um, which Flyers team we see tonight, who knows? Uh, you know, they, they've found a way to win for most of February and March happened and, and the wheels kind of fell off a little bit. Um, I don't know who our starting goalie is. It may have been announced while we've been on this call. Um, well, maybe I haven't seen that either. Yeah, I don't know. But if it's if it's Mrazic again, I'm probably going to lose my mind. <laughs> well, he's not been doing good. He's been he's been fine. He's been fine. But Dave Haxtell, who's our coach, just has a way of 
beating goalies into the ground and playing them way too many times in a row. And that's what we're looking at. So Mrazek in Detroit had played about a month straight. And then he comes here and he's played every night, every game since they traded for him. Oh, geez. And it hasn't gone particularly well recently. So like, give him a break, give him a night off. It'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. I and- feel like Cassidy's really good at um, interchanging our goalies. Um, I mean, Dobie is a great backup goalie. It reminds me of the Penguins a few years ago when it was Murray and Flurry. Um, you can put either one in and you might get a win. Probably will. So, Yeah. Uh, Tuka Rask has bounced back this year, hasn't he? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, they're always going to be Tuka Rask haters because he's not Tim <laughs> Thomas. But, like, yeah. I don't know what to tell those people. I, I just have stopped going on that Tuka Rask crusade. Either you like him or you don't. And nothing I say is going to change your mind. But if you go on a 20-game point streak as a goalie, I think that's pretty good. I mean. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I hold a little bit of a grudge because I had him as my starting goalie in one of my fantasy teams. I think it was two years ago. And it was uh, it just did not go well. But <laughs> Yeah, he's had some rough, some rough patches. But I think. A lot of it with goalies is how the team plays around you and what type of backup you have. Even if the backup doesn't go in, it's just in terms of like men- – it's so much about being a goalie is mentality. And uh, I think his is pretty good right now with Dovey. I think if nothing else, that really helps him. Like it's not the end of the world if he has a bad game because somebody else can go in. and Yeah. That's super it. important. Super yeah. important. All right. So what do – Bruins fans think about the Flyers? Um, that is a good question. It's my first time covering a Bruins Flyers game, actually. So yep. I've been like looking on Twitter trying to get the, the feel for it. I don't think it's much of anything too much, but I think it's like Flyers and Bruins fans, I, I think are kind of similar. Um, I always said that before, at least, um, the Eagles won that Philly was like Boston <laughs> without the wins. Um, very passionate fan bases that are really can laugh at themselves, do get pretty angry, but can laugh at themselves, which is better than Pittsburgh fans that every shift is the end of the world. Um, <laughs> so I think there's a mutual respect here, and we all play a physical game. So I, I think there's a mutual respect here. What do um, Philly fans think of Boston? Well, right now, Right now, it's very focused on the Patriots, and yep. it's it's very football focused. Exactly. So it it's very, haha, we won, you lost. The evil empire has been taken down <laughs> yeah. by the underdogs. Like that's very much what we're running with here in Philly, and I think that Love that's it. bleeding. That's just bleeding into all of the other all of the other sports too. <laughs> Your city uh, deserves it, though. I was actually so happy to see that. Happy. That makes me happy to hear. We yeah. we've been through we've been through it with our yeah. teams, so it, it was it was huge for us. It was. I, if anybody's going to beat us, I'm glad it was you guys. Oh, thank you. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna make you say something nice about the Flyers, but then I'll also let you trash talk them a little bit. So, which <laughs> which Flyer are you most looking forward to watching, and then least looking forward to seeing? <laughs> um hmm. well Giroux is always somebody that I look forward to watching I think he's so good and I mean it's not that he's underrated because people rate him highly as they should but it's just he I think he deserves a lot more talk than he gets over his whole mm-hmm. career I think I think maybe it's because 
his team hasn't had the most success, but yeah. still, I think he's so good, obviously. And um, it's always one of those things you watch him and you just appreciate the sport. And, but that said, I'm excited to see Nolan Patrick because I love all the good rookies this year. It's so fun oh, to watch. Yeah. They're so fast. They're so skilled and like they're younger than me. And I'm like, what am I doing with my life? But they're so, they're <laughs> so cool. <laughs> oh, I feel that way too. Trust me. <laughs> all the time who am I least excited um I don't think there's anybody that's the thing I don't think there's much of like a rivalry type thing except it's football here so um, yeah like you were saying so I don't think there's anybody I'm like oh this guy I'm (laughs) dreading him but um who should I be who's gonna be the most dangerous do you think um probably Travis Konechny oh yeah he's been hot lately right yeah, he's been real hot lately. And I'd even say Shane Gostisbehere. I think those two, those two will probably boy. give yep, Union Boy. Uh gonna give gonna give the Bruins some trouble. Just they're fast. They're yeah. fast and they have been really, really good at scoring goals this season and you know, ghost for his entire career. So Yeah. I, I love that. I love when the college hockey guys do good. Yeah, we've got we've got a couple of them coming up through the pipeline. If Alex Lyon starts tonight, you know, he's from Yale. I'm Our goalie. Sure. Um it's either Yale or Harvard, and I'm I'm doing a really, really bad job at my job for not knowing. Oh which no, one no, 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 no. I am the only person that no, I'm not the only person, but I care way too much about college hockey but um <laughs> well that's because you cover college hockey that's, so tell everyone true. where they can find you sarah oh good segue um <laughs> i've just been kind of freelancing right now so if you want to follow my twitter it's just s-a-r-a-c-i-v-i-a-n and i post all my articles there but i mean bruinsdaily.com collegehockeynews.com boston.com um stanley cup of chowder sometimes the um sb nation for Boston, uh, several other places, but I will not go on. Excellent. Well, it was an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thanks so much for having me. And I, I wish, I wish you guys the best of luck and that you get Charlie McAvoy back. And I also kind of hope that you lose tonight because we need a win. You know what? That's fair. Um, <laughs> I hope that you guys don't get killed by us. <laughs> fair that's fair i appreciate that (laughs) thank you sarah thank you see you later hello i'm spencer hall from sb nation and i want to tell you about my new show it seems smart it seems smart is a show about people doing things that for some reason or another seem smart at the time those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain or i don't know Maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.